Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of This Week in Carding here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole as we jump into episode number 27 of the show. It is October the 29th and as is normal with our crazy schedule and uh, when we normally get to do these This Week in Carding shows, it's been a month since our last episode back in uh, late September. So really almost this month in carding as we always joke about. Those of you maybe listening to this podcast for the first time, really, we use this particular show to present all the major news that hit the ECAN homepage over the last couple of weeks. It's perfect for listening on your way to work, if you're coming home, whatever it may be. Uh, perfect for the commute, or if you're working on the cart, maybe the season's done, tearing down the cart back in the garage. Click this on the uh, uh, on the computer, whatever it may be, the phone, and get a chance to listen to everything that's going on right now in the sport of karting. Uh, this episode of This Week in Karting is presented by Leading Edge Motorsports. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of countless drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Leading Edge Motorsports is the West Coast importer and factory team for IP karting, which manufactures the ultra-competitive Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge has partnered with Ansem Motorsports to support drivers of the 2021 Florida Winter Tour and Scusa Winter Series. And LEM will be trackside at the Challenge of the Americas on the West Coast. Contact them today to book your spot under the tent. Visit LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more info or find them on Facebook and Instagram. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. All right, David, uh, jumping into the show here right now. We... Uh, Dude, we're we're uh, we're in the home office for a little while, two and a half months essentially. We got lots of content coming, but uh, you and I are settling into the house uh, for a long winter's nap. <laughs> going to hibernate, right? Uh, essentially, what we're going to be doing: uh, hibernate, get uh, getting ready for what will be another busy carding uh, yeah. season in 2021. Well, one of the things we'll talk about, this is perfect timing, good segue, Dave. We're really going to start talking a little bit uh, out of the gate here uh, about the schedules for 2021. We're going to talk about the challenge of the Americas, confirming their locations. But yeah, it's I've been kind of busy over the last couple of days. Of course, I was uh, on the road for the last month, did the summer shootout uh, in uh, in Texas with Alan Rudolph down at Speed Sports Racing Park, moved to New Jersey Motorsports Park, and then St. Petersburg to cap off the road to Indy a schedule. Uh, but in the last couple of days, David, being home, really, it's been about all these, you know, schedules getting locked in. We're knowing where we're going, trying to figure out where you and I are going to be for uh, 2021. The ECAN Trackside Live presented by Cooper Tires Tour is looking really good. A couple of new dates, a couple of interesting new sh- uh, events we may be tra- traveling to. Lots going on, but our first thing really is going to be the Scusa Winter Series and the Challenge of the Americas. And David, 14th season for Andy Saisman's program, the Challenge of the Americas, the fourth under the Rock Cup banner. Uh, they announced their dates back in May, but uh, hey, we know where we're going now in January, February, and March. Yeah, we kind of figured what the uh, locations were really going to be in yeah. uh, 2021. So we had the dates, as you said, they were locked in in May. It was just uh, deciding exactly what racetracks we were going to on what dates uh, for the 2021 season, which will, again, be part of the EKN Trackside Live uh, schedule for, for 2021. Excited to be back to... Uh, to, with Andy Saisman and the whole crew at the Challenge of Americas. But uh, uh, starting out the year in uh, Cal Speed, uh, last year it was in the month of February that we went to the, to the uh, Fontana, California circuit. Uh, this year it's going to open up the season uh, January 22nd through the 24th. Uh, it, sh- it was record numbers last year, as we said yeah. in February. We just played the uh, the main events on the ECAN radio network 
uh, from February uh, on Wednesday. And uh, we're expecting a record-breaking event for, for the opener. Yeah, I think so too. Obviously, I think we hit oh, 147 or something like that. It was the the record in the 13 seasons. It was 141, yeah. 141. Wow, 141. So, you know, talking to Andy, trying to keep things, you know, the first round's usually not quite as big, but then that's normally when we're in Tucson or something like that. So, yeah, I think I think 150 is a definite doable number for the opening round of the challenge, and that would be awesome to be able to start there. Then we head to Phoenix in Glendale, Arizona, uh, February 26th, 27th, 28th. Always great to go out to the PKRA Raceway. Uh, and then wrapping things up, David, March the 26th to the 28th uh, at Sonoma Raceway for the finale. Sadly, it's going to be uh, one of our our doubleheader weekends, right? Um, I'll be likely at the Scusa Winter Nationals opening of the Pro Tour at NOLA Motorsports Park. You'll be at Sonoma, I think. That's the current plan, I guess. You'll be at Sonoma for the finale. I think that's the way we got things planned out. Yeah, we almost got through 2020 without a, uh, a double weekend. Uh, we did, I think, a couple in 2018. I yeah. think we got through 2019 pretty clean. Uh, but yeah, 2021 is going to be... Uh, we got at least one where uh, we have this... Uh, this type of split schedule for us. And unfortunately that's the, that's the same weekend. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's tough to not have you at the, the, the finale, but uh, I know. It it's uh, you, you've never been there for the finale much anyways, because it's always either long beach or some other road to Indy uh, event going on. So. I've missed it. I've missed a few of them. You're right. Although I got to race at it a couple of years ago. Remember I, I didn't announce they had Tim Chapman. Chappie was on the mic. I was actually doing your job because you were, I don't know where you were. Might have been probably USPKS, I think. Yes, Maybe USPKS, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I got a chance to race, actually, in the 100cc Masters class, which was awesome. Um, yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it is it is what it is. There's, you know, Obviously, you hope that, people, that, that series can work together and not to uh, schedule on top of each other. But you, know, you and I have been talking about this for the last four or five years, that there's just so many races, so many new series. Everybody's scrambling for dates. But again, that's, that's where we're going to be for the Challenge of the Americas. Cal Speed to start in January, Phoenix in February, and Sonoma to cap things off on the March 26th, 27th weekend. Uh, the California Rock Championship set for its third season in the summer of 2021. Uh, that program that Andy brought up, essentially, that was really answering the call of the team owners. Hey, we've got this awesome series of rock, rock uh, uh, racing, rock competition to start the year off. And then after that, really all we have is Rock, rock Sonoma. So, hey, what can we do for a summer series? And he put the first one on. It was lightly attended this past year, though, a lot more support. And I think they're going to see their biggest numbers as well uh, for the essentially what is the California Rock Championship. Some races up north, some races down the south. Uh, and uh, and this new, David, what do you know about this Midsummer Rock Party they've got going for July? Well, that's kind of the expansion of what the California Rock Championship is. You, As we saw this year, they opened up the year in Phoenix uh, due to the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic that was going on in June. They actually had to go to uh, to a place that allowed racing. And Phoenix was one of those places when we got to the month of June. And so they actually opened up. They had their biggest event of the year in Phoenix. Um, and now they're looking to uh, to go up north. And that's what the uh, the Midsummer Rock Party is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a essentially a, uh, a Challenge in America-style format event. Uh, so it's going to be a three day event and it's all going to be at Pat's acres racing complex yes. in Canby, Oregon. So, uh, so even though it's called the California rock championship, we all know it's, it's a, it's essentially a West coast championship now, especially adding in Canby uh, to, to the mix. And so 
It's going to provide, you know, some Canadians to come down a little bit, you know, quicker, yes. uh, less travel for them, uh, give California drivers a, an opportunity to, to get up north and to uh, experience what is one of the uh, more historic uh, facilities in the sport. Yeah, definitely a legendary track for sure. Uh, final dates and locations, of course, for the Calif- uh, California Rock Championship is coming. It just, it's odd to me, David. I'll just I'll say this before we move on to the next thing. It's weird to me to think that we're going into 2021. I, just, I don't I don't I don't know. 2020 was I guess it was that, but like now we're like literally into the next decade. I think 2021, and that we've been doing this for so long. It's just just every time I every time I say that year, it kind of catches me off guard a little bit. Yeah, the yeah the numbers are are odd. It, yeah. it certainly is. I mean, we're in the roaring twenties, right? It's, uh, <laughs> I never thought about that. You're right. you, know, you know, prohibition and everything like that. Whoa, back, right? whoa. <laughs> slow down, up, slow your roll there, dude. <laughs> hey, uh, let's go back to 2020 before we keep talking about 2021. We're kind of staying with the Rock uh, program in this first segment of this week in karting, uh, David. The Rock Cup Super Final. I've had the chance to go to it a couple times when I was the English speaking announcer there at South Garden and absolutely loved it. Uh, but wow. Um, I guess we start with the fact of what a shakeup, right? Everybody been testing, ready to go at South Garda. Uh, of course we know what happened with, um, at, at one of the races at South Garda with Colberry who ended up getting suspended. His dad jumped in the owner of the racetrack. They ended up moving the thing to Francia Corda with it, which is about 50 kilometers Northwest of Lonado such a late date to move to a new racetrack for the Rock Cup Super Final. And you have to think that the, just the, the solid organization from the Rock Cup, and I've seen it firsthand, that thing runs like clockwork the way they put that race on. The, the amount of time and effort it would have taken to change everything to go from one track to another at such a short notice, absolutely nuts. But they were able to get the race off. Yeah, I mean, kudos to to Vortex and everybody that was uh, behind the scenes to be able to do that, and especially the teams for adapting to it. Because they, you know, they had planned to be camped out there for a month in 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 South Garda. So to be able to pack up and move over like that, you know, you gotta give everybody credit to to be able to do that. Obviously, the competitors, it was a little bit more of a hassle too, as well. Um, you know, but thankfully, it's within fifty kilometers, which you know, a lot of racetracks that we have here in the United States, we don't have that ability. Uh, <laughs> no, you know. We don't. Sometimes you're going to have to go five hours away just to yeah. to get to the next karting circuit. So, uh, so you know, it's 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 a sad situation that occurred during the the KZ World Championships uh, at South Garda, but uh, you know, Rock Cup were able to to rebound from it, and uh, I think it really provided uh, an interesting yet you know, weather kind of played a role a lot into uh, into the week. But uh, I think having it at a new location kind of gave it a little bit of um, a boost. Uh, you know, a lot of these competitors have never been there before. So, and and who knows, you know, we don't know if it was, if it leveled out the playing field or not. Yeah. yeah and I think, I think it must've to a certain extent, because like you said, everybody's, uh, they've run the, the race at that track uh, for the entire, uh, the entire time of its existence. So to move to a new racetrack kind of just throws a little wrinkle in it, right? Kind of a clean sheet of paper for everybody. Uh, and even probably for the drivers as well, David, for coming from North America, five drivers from the USA, two from Canada, and wow, an absolutely unbelievable overall program. I think everybody made it to the main event, if I'm not mistaken. And we've got guys on the podium. we got guys winning. Uh, Renato Jadar-David, who we've seen so many times at the Supernats Pro Tour, uh, former Supernats race winner, Florida Winter Tour champ from 2020. That's where he got his ticket. He ends up winning an expert rock. 
and leads the entire event. What a huge weekend for Renato. Yeah, never put a wheel wrong the entire event. So led from from qualifying all the way to the the final checker flag. And, you know, going in, he was the runner up last year. So obviously one of the favorites. So it was good to uh, to kind of see him put in that dominant performance. You know, we've seen him win at the Super Nationals. We've seen him win championships at Florida Winter Tour. Uh, he's been fast at the Scusa Pro Tour. He's been fast everywhere. So it was great to see uh, see him earn a, a, the first victory for the United States in the category. Yeah, we also had a driver that uh, came through the Challenge of the Americas uh, put on a show as well in the Junior Rock category, starting from pole position. Enzo Delini, uh, 2020 champion, the Junior Rock class, ends up finishing runner-up. But man, this kid... Talk about coming on. He was obviously super strong at the 2019 Super Nats, was in a battle with Kai Sorensen, I believe, for the race win. Then back then turns around and goes right from mini to junior, wins the championship in junior in the challenge, and then ends up finishing as the runner-up uh, at the at the super final. What a what a run of let's say 12 months for Enzo. <clears throat> yeah, pretty a pretty impressive opening two months that he had at the Challenge Americas again, because it, we only had two events. Uh, before the before the program actually you know closed up because of COVID nineteen, but uh, it was a solid you know two months of performance for him, as you said, moving up from the mini ranks up to the the junior ranks. So it's good to see that. And then I think he's spent some time in Europe uh, racing there. So it, it's yeah. been it, that kind of helped him. And then he hooked up with uh, the Lennox team under the Charles Leclerc chassis. And so uh, it was, you know all in all, it was a, a really strong performance. And uh, to be able to to come away with a runner-up victory is solid. And again, in a category that we've seen uh, USA drivers do very well and, and stand on the podium. So uh, good to see another USA driver standing there. Yeah, and speaking of runner-up, like, like I said, it's just cool to see these drivers who have, of course, won their tickets uh, to come to the Super Final, Rock Cup Super Final, through the, the Florida Winter Tour, Challenge of the Americas, whatever it may be. Kai Sorensen, multi-time Supercarts USA champion, Super Nats winner, was the uh, the champ in the 2019 Florida Winter Tour, of course, getting the ticket then to be able to to move. I actually know. How did, how did he get his tickets? Remember how Kai got well, his Well, there's ticket? no – because, again, it's open registration. Oh, it's, open, it's an open registration race. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. yeah so so this – and, 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 David, you talk about this first. You mentioned Enzo running some international races. Kai Sorensen as well. Obviously, well, he, running over in Europe too. Yeah, he's lived there the entire time. I think yeah. uh, I don't even think during COVID. I think during COVID he was there, or might have possibly come back at one time. Um, but uh, yeah, was <clears throat> was racing with Tony Kart Factory for a few months before. Now he's moved over to uh, to Paralin and has been uh, doing very well aboard the Paralin machine, and uh, was certainly among those in the challenge for uh, for the victory throughout the race. It was actually, we got to see two USA drivers in the mix as well, too, because um, uh, Caleb Graffar, uh, this year's 2020 Florida Winter Tour champion, was in the mix as well. Uh, and and was uh, so they, we had two USA drivers up front uh, mixing it all weekend long. Uh, Graffar was one of the drivers to win a heat race. Uh, I believe Sorensen won uh, a heat race as well, too, but he was able to score the, uh, the pole position. Uh, in the main event, Rafar actually led for a brief moment at one time, uh, but lost the rear bumper and that kind of dropped his pace off a little bit. And then, uh, Sorensen was there to, uh, to capitalize at the last lap and, uh, got into the runner up position to, uh, to land on the podium. So yeah. a great performance by those two drivers Amazing, from, right? from team USA. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Uh, let's talk about Tristan Young a little bit as well. Wasn't able to get any laps in qualifying, but he was able to race his way up into the main event uh, and start. What do you I think? He started started thirty third in the main. Yeah, started thirty third. Got nice. to uh, was got his way because that's the one of those categories where they split them up. So they have yeah. a one series and, and a two series, and he was seventeenth in his series. So that put him. 33rd in the main. If he would have been 18th, it would have not put him in, uh-huh. in the uh, in the main event. So he got just enough positions in the heat races to be able to qualify for the main event. Not Still not quite sure what happened in qualifying because he had zero laps, but uh, was able to start in the 33rd position and, and, and drove his way. I forgot where he finished. I forgot to write that down, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a great, a great drive for, for him with, uh, the Emmy cart racing with, yeah, uh, Lorenzo Mandarino. you know, and one of the things as well about the rock cup super final, those of you maybe don't, don't know enough about that program. They don't run last chance qualifiers. It is literally, if you qualify your way into the main or you run the second, you know, run the second main, they, they have a, a, like a B, a, a B final essentially. So there's no racing your way in. You've got to do it in the heat races and get it done. So kudos to Tristan for, uh, for having a good overall weekend. As you said, a couple of Canadians, David in the race as well, Jensen Burnett and Andrew, uh, Andrew Massale also running uh, Burnett finished 24th in the mini category and Massale ends up 16th in senior, both drivers making the mains and uh, overall, all seven drivers from North America, uh, the U.S. and Canada, doing a tremendous job. Yeah, I think Mini was the only category that they didn't have, uh, that they only had a B main, maybe a Junior Rock as well, too. But um, it was obviously with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, the, the entry numbers were a little bit restricted uh, this year, but uh, still a good solid number. I think they were over 200 entries total uh, for the seven different categories that they did have. But uh yeah, obviously not the same because, I mean, we're typically seeing over 20 drivers from North America competing uh, at the Rock Cup Superfinal. So a little different this year, but I think overall, in terms of results, probably one of the best uh, best years we've had. Indeed, uh, great experience for all those drivers as well to be able to run up front, especially the young drivers like Delini and Gaffera and Young. Of course, Sorensen, as we know, has been uh, over there all year long. Delini with some time as well. I think we're going to see more uh, racing for Caleb Gaffera over in Europe too with the uh, the Lennox team. So uh, again, uh, we expect to see the results continue. Uh, our first break in the action here on this episode of This Week in Carding. When we come back, uh, we're going to go a little more Midwest, a little more East Coast. We're going to talk about the schedules and the tracks for the USPKS and the Route 66 Sprint Series. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine, and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? In 2020, PSL Karting will enter its 21st year 
of serving the North American karting community, and they're proud to be North America's importer and distributor for the legendary Burrell Art brand, having once again won Burrell Art's Distributor of the Year. PSL Karting is your source for all things Burrell Art, providing this top-quality product both through their expansive dealer network or through their own pslkarting.com online store. We have over 100 carts in stock at all times, including the new Charles Leclerc line of carts carrying the name of Ferrari's Formula One pilot. PSL Karting can provide you with a Burrell Art, Ricardo, or Charles Leclerc turnkey package with an IAMI, Rotax, Rock, or Briggs power plant complete and ready to race. Whatever you need is available 24-7 at our online store, including parts and components, consumables like Amsoil, Motul, and Rotex XPS engine oil, and Vroom lubricants, Micron data acquisition systems and Unipro, and driver safety gear from Bell, Arai, Freem, and Alpine Stars. Trackside, we're also the karting distributor for Bell Racing USA. Our race trailer is always stocked with Bell helmets and components. Arrive and Drive programs, supported by PSL's experienced staff and in-house engine program, are available for all major U.S. and Canadian events. When you're ready to win, call PSL Karting or visit one of our dealers. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside David Cole for another episode of This Week in Karting. It's October the 29th as we roll our way into Q4 of the 2020 uh, season and 2020 calendar. Uh, David, I'm going to throw this in your in your wheelhouse because uh, you've kind of been uh, part of the USPKS family for the last number of years. Uh, they're getting their 2021 dates locked in. We've got uh, venues locked in for three of the four. And I say four because that's probably one of the biggest pieces of news is that the uh, the USPKS will indeed expand to four races next year. Yeah, that's something we knew that was coming down the road um, as we we went into this this season. There was talk about adding a fourth event uh, before the season got going, but uh, with scheduling being the way it was, it didn't really fit around what they wanted to do. Uh, now that we've gotten through the 2020 season, and just this was announced just before their their season finale a couple weeks ago in uh, at GoPro Motorplex, uh, they have they have confirmed four events for the 2021 season. Uh, and again, the facilities that we thought were going to be part of the program, um, everything's going to open up March 11th through the 14th at the Ocala Grand Prix. Again, the, uh, the opener was supposed to be there around the same time, uh, this year, actually it was at the end of March, I believe. And, uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, that event was canceled. So the series is going back to Ocala for what is, I believe the third time now for the season opener, uh, for the 2021 season. Uh, what we got April 29th to May the 2nd, heading back to Newcastle Motorsports Park, an earlier event for Newcastle. That race like normally, I think, David, more in July, right? So, yeah, it, that's race. kind of a sh- that's kind of a shock. I think we saw with the Supercar USA moving off that date, it kind of opened it up for for kind of oh, USPKS indeed. to kind of move in because that was typically the spring nationals weekend. Uh, because it's May 3rd is my anniversary and I'm typically gone every May 3rd. So, uh, May well, 3rd, and you I'll still be, will be obviously, well, May 3rd, I'll be actually home by, by oh, dinner time. So, uh, so that'll be good. But, uh, yeah, we, we've had, if I recall back, we had a May USPKS. It might've even been April. It might've opened up the year at Newcastle. It was a little bit colder. Um, I, I want to say Ashley Rojero won a big money weekend. Uh, racing in the uh, in the pro category that weekend, so uh, 
So we have been at Newcastle that early, but typically over the what the last four, I think, see four years, uh, it's typically been in July. So that uh, that is getting moved around uh, now that uh, the July date is going up to Cheeseland, up to Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, the SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex at Road America is going to be the third event for the 2020, 2021 season on July 8th through the 11th. So the weekend after what is, I believe, the NASCAR uh, Cup weekend at Road America, uh, we'll be heading up to uh, to Road America and Elkhart Lake, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Yeah, they obviously uh, dipped their toes in the water. USPKS did, testing that track out for the first time. People liked it. And back up to, uh, as you said, cheese country, uh, Road America, just one of the the absolute most beautiful places for the the race, the America's National Park of Speed. Uh, that'll be a tremendous weekend. David, October 14th to the 17th, that's the TBD, the finale of the season. Uh, we've heard a couple of you know tracks being thrown out yet, but uh, Mark Coates and Tim Coyan from the program have not – uh, announced yet where the finale is going to be in October this year or next year? No, we have some ideas. Um, we think it's either going to be, you know, it could be further south or it could be where it was this year uh, in North Carolina. So we're still kind of waiting uh, to see what, uh, what, when they announce that, uh, when they kind of confirm the, uh, the plans and, and what they want to do, because they also have a, uh, a special event that's going to be happening on July 29th through August 1st. So hey, what's that all about? We're still waiting on, on <laughs> details surrounding that. Uh, they were pretty tight lip uh, during the uh, GoPro weekend. And uh, so as of right now, it's, it's only a uh, penciled in date. Uh, you know, there's nothing confirmed, no, no idea what it is or where it is. So uh, it's, it's going to, it's 2021 is going to be one of those years, I think, where there's a lot of different things going on. Yeah, maybe people trying some new stuff, right? We'll see. Yeah, uh, we're gonna. Yeah, there's more special events that we'll be talking yeah. about later on. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's kind of go to what is kind of the sister series of the USPKS because Mark Coates and, and Tim Cohen run this one as well. Where uh, the USPKS, of course, Florida, Indiana, Wisconsin, and potentially down uh, into North Carolina if that's where they do go next year with the TBD, which I don't know. Wherever it may be, you said potentially south. It's an East Coast program for the USPKS. Uh, the Route 66 Sprint Series, David, running different different classes as well. They don't run the X30 class. It's micro, swift, mini swift. Uh, it's uh, three different levels of KA100, senior, senior, heavy, and junior. Uh, they're gonna they run the Briggs 206. They brought that in last year, I believe. Sportsman, junior, senior, medium, and senior heavy. So more of a, a it's that cl- connection between club and regional, where U- USPS is more like regional up to national. Uh, so that's kind of that sister program. They kind of alter, go to a lot of the same racetracks. But David, they, they've locked in their dates as well. I think they've got uh, four dates in total, I think, locked in for Route 66. And then another special event as well for the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Yeah, the season's going to open up. And I think it's done this a few times now with uh, the Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, April 17th through the 18th uh, will be the, the series opener. Uh, two rounds of racing there. Uh, then it's up to Road America and the SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex on June 26th through the 27th. That'll be actually two weeks before the USPKS date because of the uh, the NASCAR race that's going to be tucked in between those two dates. Um, August 28th through the 29th is to be determined. Uh, have not heard any rumors or rumblings about where that's going to be. Uh, you can you can anticipate somewhere in the Midwest, but uh, it could change. You never know. Um, and then September 18th through the 19th is going to be the series finale that's set for the mid state cart club in Springfield, Illinois. That'll wrap things up. 
And again, as you said, this is kind of a, a, a regional program for drivers to come up from the club level or national drivers to, to get some seat time in. The class structure is still going to be focused around the IAMI and the Briggs & Stratton 206 platforms. Uh, Micro and Mini Swift round out the cadet uh, level for IAMI, along with K100 Senior, Senior Heavy, and Junior uh, filling out the two-cycle side of things. Uh, Briggs 206 racing will be done in Sportsman, Junior, Senior Medium, and Senior Heavy categories for the 2021 season. So very similar to what this past season was for for a class structure, but all that class structure kind of relates to what is going to be now a special event in uh, June for uh, a kind of a, a co-op between the Route 66 Sprint Series and the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. They're going to host what is called being called right now the Kalo Nationals on June 4th through the 6th at the uh, the Cincinnati facility. Yeah, of course, Sean Bailiff and the crew have uh, his, uh, his taken over the ownership of, of the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. There's a lot of plans in place. They've run a number of races there. They've got their, no, their, their own Pro-Am karting championship going on. They had, I believe, the Stars Series was there as well. So, yeah, more events heading to that Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, and I'm looking forward to getting down there myself uh, sooner or later. Have a look at some of these dates to see whether or not I can get behind the wheel, David. You and I could both run that senior heavy class. I like the looks of that. <laughs> well, yeah. 100 Masters would be good, too. Yeah, well, they don't have a. They have K. the senior heavy. Yes, that would be uh, the K. Maybe at the Kalo Nationals. Yeah. So uh, yeah, K. One hundred is a good good category to maybe get up into. Uh, and uh, yeah, but I mean that that schedule right there is pretty spread out enough to to for to entice uh, a lot of club drivers, if not just national drivers, looking to uh, to get seat time. So I just happen to have that June the 4th to June the 6th weekend off for the Kalo Nationals. I'm, it also I'm probably would, busy. It, well, it also it would also would make what? Uh, it would make eight races over nine weekends. So maybe I'll take a deep breath on that one. We'll see. Nah. All right. All right. Nah. Uh, all right, folks. Another break in the action here. We get back. We, uh, we started with Rock. We went to essentially Iami with the USPKS Route 66. Next little segment. We're going to go Rotax. Stay with us, folks. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Carts, parts, engines, tires, and tools. At SharkShifter.com, what you need is just a click away. We carry the biggest names in chassis, like Tony Cart and FA, DR Cart, CRG, and VLR. We have new chassis and all the parts you need. At SharkShifter.com, we also stock top quality replacement parts from Swift components like axles, sprockets, and hubs. We have the inventory you need for your stock Honda as well, from cylinders, heads, and engine parts to reeds, exhaust pipes, ignition covers, radiators, air filters, and air boxes. We build our own billet aluminum components as well, including motor mounts and clutch levers. Need to add to your toolbox? We offer alignment tools, brake, battery, and exhaust tools, tire gauges, and hand tools. Stop messing around getting your seat in the right position. We have a seat mounting system that makes it easy. Check the website for monthly specials. If you need it, we can get it to you fast. We ship the same day. Sharkshifter.com, your online source for carts and parts. Experience and passion. That's what led to the launch of AMAX Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began AMAX Racing in 2015, 
expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for drivers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top-level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the AMAX Racing family at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and local events around the Indianapolis area. The operation is also set to compete at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals later this season. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. AMAX Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. Welcome back to This Week in Karting on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Hopefully you're listening on your mobile app, the EKN Radio Network mobile app that you've downloaded to your phone. If you have not already done that and you're listening potentially on Podbean or Spotify or whatever you're listening on, remember, download the EKN Radio app. That's where we, pl- we, we play all of our content first. So if you don't want to miss it, if you want to see it when it happens first, you can do that. Otherwise, of course, you can download it to all the popular uh, all the popular sites and services. Uh, David, let's jump into the Rotax program. Um, you know, you were able to be trackside at the Rotax Grand Nationals, the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals down in Charlotte this year. That program coming back, uh, it, used, it used to be one of the highlight events, 200 drivers plus every year, Rotax races from all around the country coming to go head-to-head at some amazing racetracks around the country. Uh, the good folks at J3 Competition, bringing back the Rotax program, really kind of setting things in to, to, to build from the ground up. The Nationals, of course, allowing any Rotax races from around the country. In fact, around the world, it was an international race, giving international tickets to the grand finals in Portugal, which we'll talk about afterwards. But one of the programs, one of the areas, David, where they're really kind of starting to, to work on the regional side of Rotax is in the Northeast. And they were, able, they were able to wrap up their Stars and Stripes trophy. Uh, I think they just wrapped it up earlier this month, right? Yeah, just wrapped up, concluded on October 10th through 11th at the uh, Oakland Valley Race Park in uh, Cuddy, Cuddybackville, right? There it is. I yep. got it right. Yes, Cuddybackville. <laughs> I always want to say Cuddy... Cuddyville back. I don't, I don't, it's so confusing to say, but anyway, OVRP is, uh, is the, uh, where's where the series concluded. Uh, they began, the series actually began in Lafayette in August and then raced at the United Karting facility in Maryland and, and the first weekend of October. So a quick little three race weekend, uh, regional program that they had for the Northeast competitors where the Rotax really still has continued to be, uh, a prominent, uh, tag option, uh, for competitors across the board. Uh, essentially what it was, again, a, a, a three-race regional program. Uh, they had the Micromax. They had uh, mini, uh, but I don't know. They didn't have any mini competitors actually this year. So it's just micro, junior, senior, and masters were the categories that were offered for the program. Um, champions included Jake uh, Alexander Jacoby in the micro division. Logan, oh, this is killing I would, me. I wouldn't even know what to say. Vahada? Fahad Vada. Vada? Vajra? Vajra? Vada. We'll have to talk to Logan and get him to help yep. us out with that one. Uh, Justin White in senior and John Bonanno in master's category. Uh, the 
mini or sorry, the micro, the senior and the master's class champions all receive tickets to the Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals to be part of Team USA. So Jacoby, um, Justin White and Bonanno earned tickets, but Bonanno had already won the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals that was held in Charlotte. So thus giving Vincent Carey, the Masters Vice Champion, the ticket to join part uh, Team USA at the Rotax Grand Finals. So uh, three more drivers added to Team USA. We'll, we'll get a little bit more into that uh, probably in our next show, kind of breaking down those who are going to be part of yeah. Team USA uh, race in January of 2021 in Portimao, Portugal. But uh, looking at the series, the Stars and Stripes Trophy Series, 48 total driver, 48 total drivers in the four different categories. So a good 12 driver average for the 2020 program. Nice, nice. And uh, you know, just just a little shout out to John Bonanno. Obviously, he won our Driver of the Month uh, for uh, for for winning at the road tax. That backed it up, uh, getting that victory at the Stars and Stripes Trophy finale, which is great as a champion. Uh, and David, as you said, David, forty eight drivers total, uh, a dozen average for twenty twenty. Great building block, right? Moving forward as the whole program, the whole Rotex program is just going to keep growing around the country. Different pockets will be able to do it. The engine's still uh, legal for all the different tag. Uh, series tag classes that run throughout the country as well. And I think that we'll see things just keep going up and up. And David, you mentioned uh, the grand finals, which were supposed to take place in 2020 with everything that's going on, moved to Porto Mayo, Portugal, where you and I actually attended a, a grand, grand finals a number of years ago. You mentioned January 23rd to 30th in 2021. The news came out as well. The chassis partners have been announced. So we know which chassis will be run in all the categories. That's only been eight years, Rob. I mean, uh, coming up in the eight, next what? Has it been eight years? Eight years. Yeah, 2012. We were there for the announcement for the grand finals coming to the United States. Wow. And our first one was 14 years ago, David, 2006. Yeah, that, that one was a long time ago. I think that was, that it was, was long a long ago. time ago. Yeah, that was a long that, time ago. That was a we lot of... Uh, we need to get back soon. We need to get back. <laughs> that was that was a long trip. I, I I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> the, listen, the the first trip to Portugal at, at uh, when we were north up by Porto, the uh, greatest cast- Burger King meal I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. It was a wild weekend. You and I went straight from we went straight from Supernats to Portugal for the Worlds, straight from Portugal to Valencia for the Formula BMW World Final. Because of course, I had e Formula Car News back then as well. Uh, that was that was a trip, and then I personally, my favorite story from the, the event at Porto Mayo was was the ride that I gave you to the airport in the morning after the night of the banquet and the end of the weekend. Oh, yeah, oh, and yes, uh, when we went to what was it, Pharaoh? I have the never seen you more hungover in my life. Yeah, we we don't need to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> it's really can't, we can't. Have you well, seen maybe, the you know roundabout? Vi- have you seen the roundabout videos where the car goes straight? Uh, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> I still have the picture of you in the uh, in the airport lounge uh, uh, at uh, wherever wherever we flew. Yeah, uh, Lisbon, I'm sure. I think. I think I'm Lisbon. sure other people have photos of me doing other things fantastic. too. But, it was fantastic. It was but fantastic. Uh, but you know the one the cool thing about the 2006 <laughs> Grand Finals, Mike Rollison was actually racing that that year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. All right, listen, uh, listen, I'll do, I'll do the heavy lifting here. Right. So in Mini, the Charles Leclerc chassis will be the spec chassis in the Mini category. Uh, Burrell Art for DD2, the Praga in both Micro and DD2 Masters, and the Sodi Kart in Junior, Senior, and the Project E20 as well, which is the electric kart program that they run, correct? 
Yeah, that's the electric program. And I think they've, they're kind of opening up that program more and more. I know we've seen it, uh, at the grand finals over the last, probably, I think since Brazil, I think they were yeah, at Brazil, yeah. uh, at the last one as well too. So, uh, it's, uh, I think they're opening it up more and more to, uh, to more drivers before it was kind of just a, a program that had maybe 10 or 12 drivers. So I think we're, I think we're going to see more, more carts. I'm not sure what the number they've opened it up to now, but, uh, they're trying to get that program up and going even more, uh, moving forward into 2021. So that'll be exciting to see. Uh, that's a fast racetrack too, for electric carts because there's, yeah. there's not a lot of slowdown. Yeah. Uh, that weekend, actually, we don't have anything on our EK and trackside live calendars. So unless one of us end up going trackside, you now be covering it from here at home, watching online. Cause they do a great job with the, the video coverage of that event. So, uh, look for that to be, uh, covered throughout the weekend on EKN and throughout our social media. Uh, all right, jumping in, into another break. Uh, actually got a c- couple cool things to talk about when we come back after this particular break in the action. Uh, Mazda getting back on, on board with a, a new club racing program. And they're actually going to bring some carters in. We had an opportunity to uh, to submit some names, nominate nominate some carters to be part of this. And uh, I think it's going to be a really cool deal for some drivers potentially wanting to move on. And we'll also talk about a little, a little bit more uh, excitement, a little more news around one of the top drivers in the sport, Daniel Formal. we got more to come as we're just working our way through this week in karting. Leading edge motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and Drive services to cart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10 throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. The air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers provide the foundation for future lifelong IAMI drivers. The incredible IAMI X30 power plant for junior, senior, and master's drivers has provided stability in our sport since 2014 and remains one of the most dependable engine packages today. In between is the KA100 engine, which is perfect for club programs and is quickly becoming the most competitive division at the national level. IAMI is the spec two-cycle power plant for the Supercarts USA Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the US Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Championship, and many more programs throughout the eastern half of the US. 
Miami East in Mooresville, North Carolina is the official distribution center to provide dealers and customers with fast and friendly service for all your IAMI needs. For more information, head to IAMIUSA.com. IAMI, the heart of CART. Welcome back to another edition of This Week in Carding here on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden and David Cole providing your little look here, a podcast look, an audio look at all the news that David spent time loading up to the homepage of EKN. Uh, David, let's talk about this Mazda program. Uh, the nominees announced for the for Mazda's first club racing factory team. And this was a really cool uh, piece of news to, to get. I've been lucky to have a connection with Mazda for a lot of years. I remember sitting down with John Duna for the first time, and I want to say it was the KMI Karting Expo uh, back in Schaumburg. Uh, and, and Mazda had some money they wanted to spend. They wanted to support karting in some way. And it was just to be able to, they wanted just to get to an influx of some cash. And, and I remember talking to John, and it was the, the way he said it was Mazda wants to be a friend of karting. And they invested some money in different areas, some different organizations just to help out, which I thought was awesome. That, of course, evolved into a lot of different areas, supporting karting shootouts, of course, another road to Indy. Uh, John since moved on to become the president of IMSA. Uh, we work with David Cook now from Mazda and, and a really interesting program when they got on the phone with us, David. We had a, a conference call. Essentially what it was, it's going to be a, a two-day spec MX-5 shootout. Drivers are going to get, get a chance to run in the NASA, the National Autosport Association, along with some support from Toyo Tires. So it's going to be kind of a club factory team. Uh, two drivers are going to be selected to be on this factory team, David. It was really cool for you and I to kind of sit down and say, okay, what drivers do we want to nominate in terms of those that are, you know, are trying to move in that particular direction, have shown it on the racetrack? Mazda's all about you know not just on the racetrack. It's on the racetrack, off the racetrack, everything they do. Uh, other people were involved. Chris Wheeler, Max Pappas were involved as well. They took some champions from different series and brought them into the selection process. But uh, actually, just yesterday, we found out the drivers who are, are actually going to become the the 10 that will move on. But we can also talk about the 16 drivers that, that they nominated. Yeah, it's as you said, it's very similar to the, what, uh, what we've seen with the Road to Indy program. And Mazda was obviously a big force uh, behind that program. And and, you know, talking with David, you know, they they want to make sure they keep up with grassroots racing and, and sports car racing is just something, again, that a lot of carters don't realize that they they have a, a, an ability to move into. Um, and, you know, they, there's always that F1 dream or IndyCar dream. And and, and I think sports car racing is one that uh, that they certainly want to get at the grassroots level and start getting people not even just participating in but just acknowledging and, and being around it and and knowing hey mazda can be in in your racing career your entire life really is, is kind of what uh, i kind of get from from what they're trying to do here with uh with uh this this new shootout program that they're doing but uh uh yeah it was it was kind of interesting to, to kind of narrow down because there's a number of drivers that we either nominated that weren't selected or that we didn't even nominate just you know that were on our heads and and we just didn't we didn't put their names forward. Just there's so many different drivers that have the ability not to not to only be do well behind the wheel, but have that ability off the track. And I think, as you said, off the track is really what they're looking for. Uh, a good a good combination between both. It's not just hey, are you a fast driver? It's no, you need to be you need to be marketable. It's just like any type of professional racing uh, that you're going to be doing in the future. 
Well, how many times you know, I sit down with a lot of parents and they, they talk about, you know, my kids fast. We've done this. We've won these championships. And I say, really, that's only a, a, such a small part of maybe 25%. You know, number one, you have to have the funding to be able to move forward. But to find that funding, you have to be marketable. You have to be personable. You have to know how to network with people, create relationships with everyone you know. And that's and really that's kind of the key. Uh, obviously, the, the the names went out there. Um I'll throw the names out, David, who were the ones that were nominated that uh, Mazda announced as nominees from all the input they got from everybody involved. Uh, and of course, these are these are in alphabetical order. Jensen Altsman, uh, Alex Berg, Alex Bertignoli, John Burke, Oliver Calvo, Dr- uh, Jake Drew, Hayden Jones, Matthew Mockaby, Bryson Morris, Annie Rule, Ryan Sheehan, Chente Salas, uh, Devin Smith-Harden, Alex Stanfield, Evan Stommer, Violet Townsend, uh, Weston Workman and Connor Zilich, uh, those drivers that were nominated, Dave. When you go through there, you think about championships, race wins, national, regional, whatever it may be. That's a that's a pretty solid group of drivers who have won races on all different levels of the program, right? Yeah, and and not just winning, but being consistently fast, um, being personable off the racetrack, and and just having just you know because again, we we've kind of been around the sport long enough to where we can kind of notice how drivers compete, how they act, uh, you know, their kind of their stature when they're, when they're racing, just their race craft. I mean, that's a big part right now in car racing right now is, is, is having that ability to, to have race craft. It's not just being fast, but, but, uh, being able to position yourself in the right spot to be able to, uh, to score a victory or be on the podium. But, uh, as you said, they, they narrowed it down to, as they said yesterday, 10 drivers, who are who are going to be part of the shootout, which I believe is in three weeks. Um, I think it's what what Supernats weekend would have been, or that week of, of Supernats, um, and they'll all be going down to uh, Road Atlanta to compete. Uh, and I believe in a two day program down there. Yeah. Uh, those among the, the among the ten include Alex Berg, Alex Bertignoli, Oliver Calvo, Hayden Jones, Matthew Mockaby, Bryson Morris. Alex Stanfield, Evan Stommer, Weston Workman, and Connor Zillage. Yeah, so a, a solid group of drivers for sure that are going to be part of this program. And again, just going to be something cool to follow over the over the next year. Of course, uh, the drivers who who end up winning get selected. Uh, we'll run a number of races in the Spec MX5 Challenge with NASA in 2021 as Teen Mazda Challenge racers. Looking forward to seeing what happens there. And again, you know, there's an opportunity, and this is the opportunity. If you get a chance to be with Mazda, and you can and you show them everything inside the car and outside the car. Literally, you can work your way up the ranks uh, through them. You know, there's, there'll be support here, uh, moving them forward, which I think is absolutely amazing. That's the beauty of this program. You're in at the ground level with an organization that we've seen take guys all the way from the ground level all the way to their IMSA program as well. So that's that kind of line through sports cars, as you know, as, as they say often, and it's, it's the truth. More Mazdas are raced every weekend than any other brand, uh, probably even combined because uh, Mazdas, of course, with Formula Mazda, uh, the, the, the spec Miatas at any of the major events, just Mazdas left and right raced around the country and, and looking forward to seeing what, what these drivers are able to do. I think it'll be it's an exciting opportunity, right, David? Everybody's looking for that opportunity. This one kind of in the wheelhouse of a certain number of drivers. Yeah, again, these names, they've, they've put themselves – given themselves an opportunity and now it's it's a matter of uh what you can do with that opportunity speaking of opportunities after winning 
the Super Nationals and the Rock the Rio main events in the shifter card categories last year. Danny Formal, of course, with Leading Edge Motorsports, was really kind of one of the drivers everybody was eyeing. He ended up hooking up with Ansa Motorsports, which is an IMSA program, and they have a, a Lamborghini Super Trofeo program as well. In fact, he'll be racing that this coming weekend, Daniel, at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. But he hooked up with Ansa Karting, program based in Florida, uh, with Anson Motorsports kind of head up their karting program as well. They started uh, on a Burrell Art chassis. That connection, that successful connection with Greg Bell last year, obviously, uh, and Leading Edge Motorsports, meant that the, the dialogue was always there. And I think the conversation kept moving in, the, in that direction. And so now moving into uh, the end of 2020 and into 2021, Danny Formal with Ansa Motorsports and Ansa Karting now have developed a, uh, a relationship with Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports. You're going to see Danny Formal get back on the Formula K that he was so dominant with at the end of last season. And it's also David setting up kind of a, a, a relationship, a, a coastal relationship with Leading Edge Motorsports and Ansa Motorsports where like Leading Edge can bring drivers and tent and camp with, uh, you know, be with the guys at Ansa in the Florida Winter Tour and potentially the Scusa Winter Series. And if Ansa Motorsports has any clients that them want to they, that they want to take them to run, whether it's the Challenge of the Americas or whatever, the California Rock Championship or whatever series they want on the West Coast, they can run under Greg Bell's tent. So it's just a new partnership between these uh, these two teams. Of course, Greg Bell being a veteran team in karting, Ansa more of a veteran team in cars and kind of new to karting. All with the Formula K brand for 2021. I think this is a really interesting, interesting program with, with, that's going to save everybody money and traveling back and forth. Yeah, the United States is a large country, and we've seen we've seen partnerships done uh, previously like this, similar to that. Whether it's you know teams uh, even sharing haulers to to get out to certain events, but yeah. this is more technical and and uh, and business related in terms with the Formula K brand you know, bringing it, putting it back into the state of Florida with Ansa Motorsports and Ansa Karting. Uh, obviously, Leading Edge Motorsports has done very well over the last few years uh, working with the brand and uh, obviously has had the success with Formal. This is Formal's third straight Rock the Rio that he'll be racing with Leading Edge Motorsports on the Formula K. First year was a runner-up to uh, uh, Mateus R- Ramirez in the GFC in their debut and then winning last year just ahead of uh, Ramirez. So uh, I'm not quite sure who's going to be uh, fighting for, for, for Mal, but uh, you got to expect him being the, uh, a favorite back with Formula K and leading edge with Greg Bell. Yeah, I think a lot of people went, oh, no. <laughs> when that happened, because it definitely turned Daniel into one of the primary favorites for the Rock the Real event, which is coming up in just over a week. All right, uh, let's go to another quick break. Uh, we're not going to shift gears. We're not going to go two-cycle. We're going to go four-cycle after this break, as we're going to talk a little bit about Cup Cards North America. We're going <laughs> to... Uh, my favorite. Uh, then we're going to talk uh, WK a little bit, a little Margay Ignites in Daytona. And uh, believe it or not, folks, we're going to chat a little bit about some dirt as well as WK has confirmed their 2021 Speedway Dirt schedule. Uh, Stay with us. We'll wrap up at least the news segment of This Week in Karting after this quick break. Looking for that extra edge? Comet Racing Engines is your answer. The engine service program from Comet Kart Sales has been winning from coast to coast at all levels in different forms of the sport. Lead engine builders Mark Harrison and Gary Lawson have decades of karting experience providing racers the power to reach the top step of the podium. 
Comet Racing Engines continually perform track and dyno tests to provide their customers with the cutting edge in engine performance. Comet specializes in Yamaha KT100, IAMI Swift, IAMI X30, IAMI Leopard, and Rock engines. Trackside and customer support are the cornerstones of the Comet Racing Engines business, ensuring each and every customer receives personal attention and the help they need to achieve the best results. Engine rentals are available at all the events that Comet attends in 2018, including WKA, SCUSA, USPKS, and the Route 66 Sprint Series. Contact the Comet team today at CometCartsales.com or by calling 317-462-3413. If you're looking to step up your engine program, send it to Comet Racing Engines. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products. Welcome back, and as always, want to give a shout-out to those commercials you hear between segments. Those are the people that allow us to do what we do. Without the commercials you're hearing here on this podcast, or if you're listening on the ECAN Radio Network, we can't do what we do. There's no e-card in news if it isn't for those awesome companies that are on board with us. So we want to say a big thank you to them all. Uh, David, uh, good friends of ours, uh, Cup Carts North America. You got a chance to run last year's Grand Nationals uh, four at Newcastle Motorsports Park while I was down enjoying absolutely perfect weather in Texas. Uh, I am locking in the Grand Nationals five. I, I want to be there to race. I want to get our smash burger party again going to raise more money for Riley kids. CKNA, uh, CKNA coming out confirming Grand Nationals five, the date and the venue back to Newcastle Motorsports Park, but also a brand new uh, a location for the Spring Nationals in 2021. Uh, give me the deets on that. Yeah, we've seen the Spring Nationals typically be their opener for what is the Champions Cup uh, series that they do regionally in the in the Midwest area. Twenty twenty one is going to be completely different now with the Cup Carts North America program now hosting two one off events. As you as you mentioned, the uh, the Grand Nationals are going to remain the opening weekend of October at the Newcastle Motorsports Park. So that'll be Grand Nationals five in twenty twenty one. Uh, at Newcastle, Indiana, we've already inked that into our calendars and, and maybe, maybe okay. even stamped it with some ironclad stamps. <laughs> and uh, so we'll be back there again. This will be my third year. This will be your second time racing there. And as you said, it'll be great to have the Smash Burger back again. So yeah, let's do the hopefully we'll we'll be we'll be back to normal and have be able to to provide. Well, we're probably going to have to provide like three hundred burgers for that event. <laughs> anyway yeah. um yeah a little more yeah uh so the new one-off event is going to be their spring nationals as i said they've typically held it as their opener for the champions cup this year it's just going to be an opener to the year i think is kind of what they're looking at 
And they're heading down south, down to the East Coast. And they're going to be at Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina on March 5 through 7. So the Spring Nationals is essentially a one-off event, very similar to what they do with the Grand Nationals. But it, it, basically, this is kind of the kickoff to the year for uh, for the season being in the beginning, opening weekend of March. Obviously, a lot of uh, snowbirds want to get down, get warm. Hopefully, Charlotte will be a little warmer at the time. I know uh, kart racing is done in March, so we don't have to worry about that. It's just a matter of how warm it'll be. But uh, but kart racing, obviously, is being uh, a big focal point of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And uh, so Cup Karts North America are going to be able to host a big uh, Briggs & Stratton racing event inside the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, I'm a little pissed actually. It's the same weekend as uh, the same weekend as the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg opening up the road to Indian IndyCar. I can't complain because I'm really looking forward to that as well. But that's a race I think I would like to have gone down to and potentially you know competed in as we are with Grand Nationals uh, opening weekend of March. Though I think it'll be a pretty big race. I think a lot of people will say and you, uh, the CKNA program is obviously getting a lot of momentum, David, with the Champions Cup with the Grand Nationals. I see this as being a pretty solid four cycle race to start the season. Yeah, I, I, it might not have the numbers that the uh, the Grand no, Nationals will have, not. but uh, you know, again, it's it could if it's in the two hundred range, you know, it's still a solid event for the what if they provide the same category, seven different categories, eight different categories, or seven, I believe, right? One, two, three, yeah, seven. Sorry, I had to think about that because there's three seniors, one master, and then the uh, junior cadet and kid card. That's right. So. Uh, uh, yeah. And again, it, it's, it's kind of, a allowing Southern racers who might not want to go all the way to Newcastle, uh, an opportunity to race with cup carts, North That's America. It. That's it. Right? So That's again, it's just kind of opening the door up for what is going to be a busy 2021 season. Uh, as you said, that's typically the, uh, the winter nationals weekend anyways. Uh, so you, one way or another, you would have been gone. You would have That's been it. gone. That's true. That's very true. Uh, uh, and David, and, and Dave, maybe even key, like no expectations for this race either. It's the first time they've had no, it. the grand, no, the grand that's nationals, what, the grand nationals have grown over the years. Right. So this one, Hey, this one could be even 150 to get started, but people are going to come out. There's a lot of, there's a lot of racing. There's a lot of uh, manufacturers down in that area that are going to want to go race. <laughs> well, that racetrack is, is, as we've talked about many, many times is a very historic one, you know, hosting the North American karting championships. Uh, but it was also one of the locations for the Gold Cup in the WKA Gold Cup That's program. True. So right. a lot of nostalgic four-cycle racers love that that racetrack. And uh, and so I think if you have a four-cycle-only event like this there, uh, it might help uh, to draw back some of those racers back to uh, to uh, to Charlotte Motor Speedway. I, w- I would assume a guy like Gary Lawson is going to want to be there, uh, you know, not having raced there in what, how many years? Uh, yeah. You know, he was a a regular with the Gold Cup program for a number of years at at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not putting out the challenge for him to come because he's going to whoop everybody's ass. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, especially in Masters, you know, we that's where we don't want him. But uh, uh, it, it should be it should be a good event. And then WK just announced that they're going to actually hold a uh, Briggs and Stratton 300, I believe, around the uh, the oval. So it's kind of nostalgic for you. I know that was one of your, I, this was what, 22 years ago 20, or 32 years ago, right? What? Not 22, 22. Sorry. There, yeah. Got my maybe, math wrong. I don't do math 20, anymore. 20, 20 or 21 19, years ago. I thought I, it was 98 was when you were there. Oh, that's true. That was 90. Yeah. It might've been 98. 
Yeah, probably 98. Because next, yeah, next, this coming weekend is going to be 22 year anniversary of uh, of that weekend where they had the uh, the North American Karting Championships and I believe the oval race uh, around yeah, the the, Brig- uh, the Briggs Stratton. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know who won that race? I think it was Carrie Carrie Parnell. There you go on a CKI laser. Um, that was a great race. Yeah. Briggs and Stratton 300 pit stops, everything. I, I, I had heard that they're potentially bringing it back. I think that's going to be badass. It's going to be uh, that weekend. A, well, you know what? I'm bringing Brandon Fry, Frankie Shaffier. We're breaking <laughs> out the fish. We're doing a fish fry. I'm bringing, you're not there. Canadian, you're not there. And I'm not, you're in St. Pete. I see you just, you're just, you're, you're, you're raining on my parade. I, that's what I do. I'm peeing on it <laughs> very know. well. Well, <laughs> yuck. Um, Okay, so let, let, let me segue to this, and this is because I, I want to throw this out there. This is super cool. Uh, the next thing we're talking about is the WKA partnering with Margay Ignite for Daytona Kart Week. Uh, and let me just before we jump into this here, it's a set, it's three days, two tracks, one cart, and one set of tires. This is amazing. So part of WK Kart Week, Margay is going to be there. Uh, the Margay Ignite drivers in the junior, senior, and masters category will we'll dive in more are going to run with the manufacturer's cup series in the sprint track. And they're also going to run on the road racing circuit as well with the national road racing series. And I just, before David, you can come in and talk about which track, when everything that's happening, but here's a cool thing that's going on in karting right now. And this is unbelievable. This is amazing. And it's really never probably happened before these last couple of years here. Um, if you got an ignite, if you got to ignite, or if you, you know, if you've got, if you've got a cart, say if you got, if you have an ignite chassis, you're going to be able to run, Charlotte Motor Speedway, Daytona International Speedway, and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So three of the most iconic racetracks in the United States. If you have a Marg Ignite chassis, that's where you're going to be able to race in 2021. You can run the Battle of the Brickyard. You can run the CKNA Spring Nationals. You can take your Ignite and run it in the Senior, Masters, whatever class, Junior class, whatever. Plus, you can be part of this uh, Marg Ignite program at Daytona. I just want to throw that out there before you give us more information. Because this, I think is badass. I, I, I really would love to be able to go down to this. Cause I think this would be a ton of fun. Well, it's, it's, it's two thirds of what I've always wanted to do, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, race the dirt, race the sprint track yeah, and race the road race. That. And, and so Margay's kind of picked up on that and it, you know, they've been longtime road racers. Keith Freeber, as he said, in I believe their Facebook live has never missed, uh, uh, an event since the, uh, the late seventies, maybe early eighties, uh, road racing at Daytona international speedway. So, uh, you know, it, and again, unless you get people out road racing, they, they don't really, uh, flock to it. You know, you, you kind of have to do it in order to appreciate it and like it. And this is one way of, of Margate kind of helping to refuel and, and kind of refund, you know, refunnel people into what is the road racing program. Uh, here in the United States, especially with the uh, World Karting Association. So, yeah, as you said, three days, two car- two tracks, one cart. Um, provi- Margay is going to provide, and WK is providing you the opportunity to race in both the Manufacturers Cup Series event and the road racing series that's going on on the big Roval racetrack uh, that uh, you continue to watch with the 24 Amazing. Hours of Daytona Amazing. And, uh, and other events. So. Uh, three different categories provided ignite junior ignite senior and ignite masters. Uh, essentially the three days you have December 28th, everybody in the ignite program will be at the sprint track. That'll be sprint track race number one. So you'll have all three categories 
racing on the sprint track with the Manufacturers Cup Series. Uh, December 29th, day two, you have different options for uh, for the senior and masters. Uh, the senior guys can either race at the sprint track for day number two, or they can go race road race number one on the Roval. And uh, the juniors only have the option to road race uh, that day. So they can go sprint racing day one and go road racing day two. Uh, day three, which is December 30th, um, essentially the junior category has the op- option for road race number two, or they can race in the sprint program with the, the open 206 or the non-ignite 206 junior category. Uh, seniors and masters also have that option uh, with the road race number two day, or they could do the non-ignite uh, 206 senior category that races with the Manufacturers Cup Series. Again, no 206 Masters class on day 30 or day three, which is December 30th. So Margay is kind of penciled in the Masters class to race with the road race, but you still have the option to do the sprint racing as well. So many different options. Uh, as we said, two tracks, that's kind of the main focus but uh, it provides you three days of racing on two different tracks. I love it. I want to do it. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's so cool. All right, let's cap off this section, David, uh, WK. We don't, we don't talk a lot about speedway racing, whether it's dirt or asphalt here at eCardingNews.com, but we may, you know, dabble with it with a little bit this year, only to kind of support the WK and other organizations. Uh, WK, uh, WK confirming their, uh, 2021 Speedway Dirt Schedule. Starts, of course, at Daytona International Speedway on the track uh, just outside uh, turn number one and two. March the 13th, they go to Iron City in South Carolina. Staying in uh, South Carolina from May the 15th at Paradise. Uh, They'll go to Triple T in North Carolina on June the 12th. Uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, David, uh, on the 18th at the 5th Mile Oval. I believe that's the track. Are they, are they, did you tell me that they were going to turn the old Outback Speedway and behind the back straightaway into a, into a dirt oval? Uh, yeah, they're adding dirt, I believe, inside the the pavement. So it's going to okay. be... Uh, All right. I don't think they're covering the pavement up with dirt. I think they're doing dirt inside of that. So uh, yeah, it's it's so it's outside the, the Charlotte Motor Speedway on the back stretch behind that big, uh, big jumbo tr- screen that they have back there. Uh, we pass it every time we hit the tunnel. But uh, yeah, so that'll be where the finale is right there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And a special event on the dirt track at Charlotte on April 16th and 17th. Am I assuming that's the same weekend as they're having the uh, WK road race event potentially there, I think? Yeah, it should be. The, yes, that's essentially the the triple. That's yeah. where they have the dirt at the the, tr- the dirt track at Charlotte. They have the uh, road racing going on in the uh, on the Roval. And then they have the Manufacturers Cup manufacturers cup series on the uh, on the sprint track so there you go that's essentially the uh, the north american karting championships for wka and and the, and the reason why i put this kind of in the in the in the rundown is this is the first time that they're going back to a championship program with uh with the dirt um, indeed speedway yep. dirt program because that was the pinnacle of what wka racing was as we knew as we know in the late 90s and somewhat in the early 2000s but it's kind of it kind of went away, obviously different, you know, the United States is pretty good at, you know, producing other programs to go off this way and that way. And, and so that kind of happened in the dirt program. And so WK has kind of put their focus and, and trying to build a solid structure for speedway dirt racing, uh, in the Southeast. So, uh, so to have a five race program like this, including two big races, 
one at Daytona, one at, uh, at Charlotte, along with the non-points event uh, in April. Uh, so six, six different events, uh, solid, uh, solid lineup for the 2021 schedule. Yeah, I was right in the middle of all that crazy stuff. I used to publish a magazine called Speedway USA, and it was nothing but dirt and asphalt uh, speedway racing. I got a chance to run a lot of races myself, met a lot of fantastic people. Uh, Harold Wiggins from Phantom Chassis was kind of the guy that got me to do it after I'd started Formula Car Magazine, which was, of course, late, late, uh, very shortly after I started Shifter Card Illustrated. Um, and I was kind of right in the middle of it. WK obviously had a fantastic program, their, their asphalt pro tour, which was big, uh, the uh, RLV sponsored that. That was all the big long races, the Intech 250, the Briggs 300. I can't remember what the name of the 200 lapper was. Uh, that was a great series. They had a great asphalt uh, series as well, National Speedway Asphalt Series, Pavement Series. And, of course, the Speedway Dirt Series was massive as well. And, and cool to see them getting back at it again, and hopefully it will get a lot of support as well. Good uh, kudos on David for including that in this particular edition of this week in karting. Our final break in the action coming up next. We'll let David kind of run through all the work he's done, all the Ekin editorial he's put on the on the page. Uh, we'll talk about a, a review of the podcast we've been kicking at. We'll talk about what we've been running on the Ekin radio network. And David will give you an opportunity to tell us what's coming up on ekartingnews.com. One more break, folks, and we'll be back to cap off uh, episode number 27 of this week in karting. Two thousand nineteen was a great year, no question. But the off season is here, and I know that your mind is already thinking about next season. We all want to get better and improve our skills and our racecraft. And maybe you're tired of missing the podium or even the championship. So what do you do? Here's what I think: take a breather from throwing money at the newest speed secret and a new chassis you don't quite need yet. Invest in yourself. Take yourself to the next level as a driver. If you want to improve your results, do what every athlete does, regardless of the sport. Get professional coaching. And in karting, there's only one choice. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the -the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston. Alan Rudolph is a legend in our sport, and he's been a coach for over 15 years. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for 2020 by calling 866-607-7223 or head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. It's time to put 2020 behind us and start planning for 2021. Get out your calendar and mark off the dates for the fastest growing Rock Cup program in the U.S., the Challenge of the Americas. It's our 14th season and 2021 will be the biggest yet. We set a new series record at Cal Speed last February at 142 entries and that's where we're kicking off the year on January 22 to 24. We're picking up where we left off and it is going to be huge. As always, the Challenge features three weekends at three of the finest tracks in the West. And for 2021, that's Cal Speed Karting in Fontana, the Phoenix Kart Racing Association in Glendale, and Sonoma in NorCal Wine Country. Our classes include Micro, Mini Junior, Senior, and Masters Rock, our Multi-Manufacturer 100cc Junior, Senior, and Masters level, and our well-supported Rock Shifter and Rock Shifter Masters program. While other West Coast programs are shrinking, the Challenge of the Americas and Rock Cup are growing. Don't miss out on the fun, 
the atmosphere, and the hardcore racing of the challenge. Prizes include tickets to the Rock Super Final in Italy and the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas. The challenge opener is less than three months away, so head to our website at challengecarding.com, pull out that calendar, and lock in the dates, and we'll see you in Fontana. Welcome back to episode 27 of This Weekend Karting. Great to have you tuning in here to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. David Cole joining me as always. Uh, David, let's just roll through things, man. Uh, we've been trackside. We've been hitting a bunch of races. Uh, but, man, that's what that's really done is really kicked up all the original content we've been, we've been pushing out on eKarting News. Yeah, a lot of a lot of information, a lot of uh, race reports that uh, we've been producing over the last month, as you said, this month in karting is what we're uh, <laughs> what we're discussing. Uh, when you look at some of the editorial that we have uh, included for the last month, uh, a lot of race reports and a lot of information. Uh, one of the big informations was the TNT Cartway uh, reopening October 11th. They had their big uh, re-grand opening uh, for the newly repaved cart track out there in Quincy, uh, Illinois, or I guess. West Quincy, Missouri West is Quincy. the actual <laughs> location right. of the racetrack. But uh, for many of you, it's Quincy, Illinois, uh, just sitting there on the Mississippi River. So uh, that's going to be an exciting uh, facility to watch in, in 2021. Uh, I had a race report as well from the uh, 2020 Spud Cup up in Idaho. Uh, Andrew Zimmer uh, ended up winning that race and actually reached out to us. And yeah, we said, last send us a report, please. Uh, of course, uh, the challenge, the uh, Supercart USA California Pro Cart Challenge. Uh, that wrapped up. The champions were decided. We had that article on the website as we did the daily reports that David put together from the Rock Cup Super Final, which we already talked about. I mentioned the driver of the month of September 2020, John Banana. We're just probably about a week away from deciding on who we give it to for October. Trackside events, David, you were at the CKNA Grand Nationals Ford. Not only were you racing, but you were also covering the action. I was on the mic and handling the coverage down at Speed Sports Racing Park for the, uh, the inaugural Supernats shootout. And of course, you were trackside back down at GoPro Motorplex, uh, what, just a week and a bit ago uh, for the USPKS Carolina Grand Prix, USPKS wrapping up their season as well. Yep, two weeks ago. Uh, and you did some uh, a great uh, article about uh, GFC karting. Again, uh, COVID-19 has been uh, kind of crazy for all of us, but uh, especially for the karting industry. But thankfully, you know, uh, a lot of the, the shops and race teams have been able to kind of hurdle over all the uh, obstacles thrown at them and uh and gfc has continued to grow Man. uh yeah. in 2020 and they put the hammer down uh if, if you follow gary carlton gfc carding on social media you can see that gary is 24 7 100 behind his team and his his, uh, his program his chassis ton of ton of testing if you haven't read that article yet jump on the website uh we'll throw we'll we'll put a couple of links up for these again just like in case you missed it links on twitter and and facebook that kind of things so people can reread uh but again that was it was a great great article put together a lot of cool news coming out of gfc uh again richard seiler giving us another edition of begin again i'm loving this article series he's been putting out david you posted that up uh, all about supporting your local cart shop yeah, it's, you know, just like a, a regular club carter. Sometimes you have some struggles with a chassis and and you take it to the local shop to kind of get, uh, kind of make sure everything's where it's supposed to be. And that's kind of the uh, the synopsis of, of this column that he's done. Uh, thankfully, he's next to uh, the Dallas Karting Complex, which uh, is where he gets his Sodi cart from, where he got his Sodi cart from and was able to go there and work with Mike Jones to be able to get his cart back straight and, and uh, where it should be measuring. 
rather than where it wasn't. So uh, it was good to follow that. Uh, I actually used uh, an article that was, I found the same article on Comic Cart Sales uh, website, but he said he found it in our old forums that he printed out years ago. So uh, wow. So uh, this is a guy who keeps a lot of technical articles with him uh, wherever he goes. So that's a plus uh, when you when you do that. But uh, yeah, great to, to read uh, again, because not everybody wants to hear what me and you talk about. They want to hear what actual racers are doing, right? <laughs> True enough. David, tell us about this 50 cart challenge that's been set up for WK Daytona Cart Week. I know you guys posted that to the website. What's what's this all about? Yeah, we got I got a message a couple months ago about uh, you know, some laydown racers are trying to get a big field for Daytona. As we talked about earlier, Daytona is is kind of the the pinnacle of road racing uh in our in our sport. And so Every year you used to see cart fields of 100 drivers or 120 drivers leaving the grid uh, to go road racing around for 45 minutes around or sometimes even an hour around the Daytona International Speedway. So there's kind of been, there was kind of a challenge put out there by Texas driver John Brown uh, trying to get a 50 cart field in the Yamaha laydown category for this year's WKA Daytona Cart Week. So the challenge has been put out there. He's been kind of able to go out and get a number of different uh, supporters, whether it be prizes or or just donations or this and that for for prizes for all the competitors, you know, random drawings. There's prizes for where you finish, whether you finish 15th, 20th, 30th, all these different prizes for that. Uh, But the goal is to have a large field because, I mean, who doesn't want to race against 50 drivers? That's it, man. I love it. And and listen, the laydown Yamaha laydown category is, of course, kind of a, a unique part of our sport, unique discipline and component of our sport. Nobody wants to see it go away. It's 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 been reincarnating for many many years, and it's just something unique. And I love it, and I, w- I want people to continue doing it. We supported the laydown one twenty five shifter category back when we had Supercar Illustrated magazine as well, and had a cool program for them, just trying to get them more coverage. And uh, we'll definitely be covering whatever happens in terms of the fifty car challenge. So kudos. Everyone involved in that. Uh, let's have a quick look at the EKN podcast review. What's been coming out since the last time we've done this? Of course, the This Week in Karting episode 26 still available, of course, on all the podcast networks. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, all the other podcast outlets. That's where you can get it. Uh, you can also link through uh, ecartingnews.com slash podcast as well. We did the Outlap and the Debrief, which is our preview and review for the CKNA Grand Nationals 4. Uh, we also did the both of those for the USPKS uh, Carolina Grand Prix. We did a debrief for the Super Nats Shootout in Texas. All those available, of course, uh, on the podcast format. We also did a face-to-face, one of our Facebook Live shows. And in fact, not even Facebook Live. We're moving that kind of to YouTube now. So if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, take an opportunity to do that. Jump over, get you know, search for eCardi News, uh, smash the subscribe button, and follow because there's going to be a lot more video content coming out from eCardiNews.com. So it's a great place to make sure you hit the notification bell so that you know when new stuff is coming up. But we did that uh, a really good interview. We talked about it earlier with Greg Bell from Leading Edge Motorsports and both Patrick Otto Madsen and uh, Danny Formal from Ansa Motorsports talking about their new partnership. That was a really good interview. I really, really enjoyed talking to all three of those guys. Kind of a precursor as well. To kind of set up as a preview to what's going to happen at the Rock the Rio. David, you've been hammering out on the ECAN Radio Network as well. If people don't know about the ECAN Radio Network, 24-7, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's the only karting radio station in the world. We play all of our content. 
You can go to ecardinews.com slash radio or download the EKN Radio Network app. And David, 24-7, we're streaming all our content. And that's the first place you can listen to any of our podcasts, any of our shows as well. All, all the audio that we produce goes right there, and then we put it up on podcasts. So all the yeah. face-to-face debriefs, outlaps, they're all available in podcast form. But as you said, they first hit the ECAN radio network. This week, we'll be looking at doing uh, this episode of This Week in Carding, along with an upcoming face-to-face, which is going to feature uh, Connor Zillage, the yeah, 2020 FIA Academy Trophy winner. So we'll be able to talk to him before uh, he heads into the, uh, the World Karting Championships next weekend. Uh, we'll also feature some uh, some more rewinds and additional uh, face-to-face uh, interviews that will be coming up soon on the EKN Dave, Radio Network. For those people that don't know what the rewind is, give us a little overview on the rewind. Yeah, the rewind is all our uh, live uh, trackside live programs. So all the race coverage, the main events that uh, we'll rewind and replay for you. Uh, we just did the Challenge of the Americas uh, from Cal Speed in February. Uh, that was uh, a rewind on Wednesday. We'll probably do a couple more next week. Not uh, if you have any suggestions on uh, what races you want to hear, or yeah, you yeah. know, let us know. Uh, send in some emails. But uh, just again, an op- a rewind is just our opportunity to replay some of the old or current uh, trackside live coverage. Yeah, the, every year goes on. We're going to be able to go deeper back into the archive. It's going to be later and later, and we'll pull some of the old shows out. Uh, there'll be there'll be times that when I'm looking forward to this, we probably already do it, uh, where we're going to have some play by play events, David. That you're going to be we're going to be talking about essentially drivers that are going to be an IndyCar, a NASCAR. They're going to be racing in the rewinds, which I think is really cool. I, I love that part. Yeah, that'll, that'll be coming up Super Nats week for sure. We'll have yeah. uh, a number of the uh, probably the last what. Uh, at least 10 years, maybe super yeah, nuts. Isn't that, isn't that well? That's great. Uh, all right, folks, here's what's coming up on EKN. You're going to see coverage of the rock, the Rio from Las Vegas. We won't be trackside, but we'll do our best to bring you as much coverage as we can from that event, which heads uh, November the 4th to the 8th. We'll also have coverage. David will be following the FIA world karting championships in the OK and the OK junior category. As we talked about Connor Zilich, we're doing a face-to-face with him, I think, next Tuesday's the scheduled uh, time ahead of that event. So get a chance to talk to Connor, both about winning the Academy Trophy and heading into the World Championships for this year. Otherwise, David, that wraps things up for this weekend card, and we have a lot more content than we're working on. I've got a couple articles that are kind of midway through being done. Again, lots more content in terms of more podcasts coming up, face-to-face shows on YouTube, um, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe for sure. Lots more to come. We have essentially what two months before we get into the 2021 season. So uh, a lot of different content, a lot of updates to uh, the radio network and a lot more podcasts coming out. Yeah, folks, get ready. David Cole and I are home for, for two and a half months. It's content time. Uh, it's tough for us to do, of course, when we're traveling to so many races Thursday to Monday and then everything we do. But uh, we're going to do a lot of stuff on YouTube uh, just videos itself, but of course, all the face-to-face shows. Uh, we'll do a couple more Book It podcasts as well, uh, and a Book It uh, interviews as well. So a lot of great content coming. Uh, we're going to get a lot of roundtables too, talking to, to people. We're going to we, before we do the roundtables, we're going to throw out some ideas on topics. We're going to bring some of our guests in, and, and we'll throw that topic on the table and see what hits. So that's something that we're definitely going to be doing throughout the off season. And uh, the off season goes essentially till the second week of, of January. We're back at it with the Scusa Winter Series. And the Challenge of the Americas. We hope that you're enjoying all that we're doing here at eCardingNews.com. We'll, uh, we'll shut things down for the day, folks. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. 
Bye for now.